what's going on. That's right. <laughs> She's ready. She's ready. Look at the face. Look at the face. Simply irresistible. That's right. <laughs> Look at the face. You start dancing. We need to give her a guitar, man. <laughs> what is going on? All you space cowboys, live action anime movie fans out there. Let's see who is in the house. Who do we got? Who do we got in the house? Movie Dojo Army. Oh, shit. We got Severio. What's going on, brother? Oh, yeah. Oh, we got the Blast of Omni in the house. What's going on? We got Dan in the house. Oh, shit. We got Colin in the house. We got Nina. What's up, brother? We got the, <laughs> the Sexy Sumo. Say good home. Good, good morning, my homies. Oh, we got Kevin Lambert in the house. What's going on, brother? We got Brolicon. It says, what's going on, Lady Fat Blood? Give us an honest review, unlike other channels looking for clickbait. <laughs> Brolicon, please elaborate, because I haven't been listening to anybody's reviews. Yeah, we so please, I, we, we haven't, we haven't seen any reviews. What's up, Carloy? What's up, man? That's right. Oh, well, <laughs> you got Eric in the house. <laughs> oh, is right. All right. So we're about to get into it a little bit. We got Tim in the house. What's cracking? We got enough badasses here to go ahead and start talking about Netflix's Cowboy Bebop season one. Oh, kisses from Spain. Oh, well, we're back at you. Shout out to Spain. All right. Uh, but yeah, we're going to get into it a little bit here. And uh, as you know, we are fans, huge fans of the animated series of Cowboy Bebop. That's right. Hold on. Let me get it up here. Oh, yeah. It is classic. It is timeless. It is not to be duplicated. And uh, also, we're huge fans of the movie as well. If you guys have not seen the movie, it's fantastic. Probably has one of the best one-on-one -on -one fight scenes uh, at the end in anime uh, movie history. Huge fans. Love the soundtrack. It's just, we're nostalgic for it. But when this new series got announced, we were very skeptical, as you saw our trailer reactions. But... Skeptical, but willing to give it a shot. Let's, actually, let's, let's rewind that. They've okay. been talking about doing an Americanized live-action Bebop for years. Yeah, I remember uh, fans wanted Keanu Reeves to play Spike at some point. I remember that. But uh, and, and ever since they've been talking about this, I've just been like, eh, no, don't. Right. Uh, what, what did Brolicon say? Uh, Brolicon says other channels are just comparing the live show to the anime series shot by shot or script to script i actually mm. like something and dislike other things mm. okay well there's a lot of there's a lot of you know i'm sure there's a lot of fans of the show and and i'm i'm going to start off with this we're going to we're, uh, we're we're going to talk about what we liked about the show and we're going to talk about what we didn't like and then we'll see what happens and then the fun's going to start uh but yeah uh but yeah uh go watch it for yourselves we will say that we will start off with the video with that watch the new live action show for yourself make your own assessment and your own decision if you guys like it you know you may you may absolutely love it you may ha not have the issues that we had uh with the show right so to each his own so we were gonna we're gonna get into it so now that it's here we we we, we figured the show would take liberties we figured the show would do its own thing they, they however yeah, they warned us they were going to do their own thing, right? Which, in right. my mind, was almost a way for them to say, "Listen, 
Right, right, right. Those of you, and they're they're almost they almost have to go after us hardcore fans because Cowboy Bebop was the third anime series I ever purchased. Right. So, right, right. and you're talking about almost 20 years of collecting now. That's yeah. a long time to go back. I know. Okay? Yeah. Um, the series came out in 1998. Yep. So, and you know, when it came to the States, you know, it was pretty popular and it's kind of remained. And I think, you know, a lot of people that are watching this live action show. Yeah who've never seen the anime right. are probably going to look at people like us and go, dude, what the fuck is your problem? The show was fine. Right. But when, when the, when the writers and the creators were talking about this show, mm -hmm. they were saying, look, look y'all super fans. We're doing our own thing. So right. basically what they were telling us was don't freak out. What yeah. I heard was don't freak out. Now I have seen many live action adaptations right. for mostly for worse right. uh, death note being the one that I go to all right. the time. So I right. was willing to give this a fair shake, even mm -hmm. though I did not have a positive reaction to the trailer. Right. I thought the trailer looked like really pretty cosplay. Right. And expensive I, cosplay the show. Yeah. And right, so right, right. I was like, well, you know, I have to give it a shot because it's Bebop. Right. So I have to add a morbid curiosity. I have to see what they're going to try to do. Right, right, right. And so we can get into the good now. Yeah, we can get into it. Uh, Sexy Sumo loves your hair. He My, says you're, you're, you're rocking it like I, a boss. And he also says, Fat Samurai guys, time for, time for a touch up. You got, you got to help Samurai out here. <laughs> Hey, you know, uh, when I get but, a goddamn day off. I know, I we'll know, see. I know, I know. Here we go. Cosplay the movie. All right, so here we go. All right, let's go ahead and get on. Let's go ahead and talk about it. But again, if you guys enjoyed the show, awesome. As long as you guys are getting entertained by the end of the day, that's all that matters. Not what we're about to say. We're, but we're here. It's our channel. We have to be honest, okay? All right, so we're going to talk about first what we liked, and uh, we're going to go into what we didn't like, and then we'll see what happens after that. I make no promises <laughs> that I won't go. I will say, I season. will say this. I will <laughs> say this. I will say this. Um, whatchamacallit. In comparison to the drivel and shite of the worst of the worst of live action anime, if you compare Bebop, this show, to Dragon Ball Evolution, if you compare this show Bebop to Death Note. Obviously, it's a four out of five star show. You may even <laughs> say it's a five star show if you compare it to those. But we have to give our honest opinion here. So here we go. Mm. All right, here we go. We're going to get. We're going to talk about what we liked first. Uh, first off, first up off the bat, man. Uh, production value is on point. Uh, the show Did looks you just great. I said production value is on point. I thought you said Batman. Batman? Did I say Batman? <laughs> I don't know. You said Batman. I don't know. Did you mean to say what did you mean? I don't know. Let's get I don't know. Samurai's thinking of Batman or not. I don't know. All right, here we go. So right. production value is great. Uh on point. We get some really great visuals. Uh shout out to the filmmakers and everybody involved. I'm sure it was it was ridiculously hard to make a show like this. And there's a lot of great stuff in here. And you get a lot of fan service. I mean, you get the 
the Big Shot commercials, which I actually asked for, that which was kind of funny seeing the Big Shot commercials mm. uh, pop up, which was fun. And, uh, you know, again, the, the set design was very well done, and a lot of fans have been doing those side-by-side comparison shots, and they've been they all been jizzing about it. You know, oh, man, the old men look on point. They got the red hat in the hat, and they look like the old men from the animated episode. <laughs> so there's tons of stuff like this. So you can tell there was some sort of labor of love on the set design. Or at and least the, yes. somebody did their homework. Somebody did their homework, you for sure. You can at least say that. I, I don't know about labor of love. Well, it's hard work to do yeah. this. So. I would say homework yeah. was done, yeah. All right, so here we go again. Again, now this character we were most concerned about, Mm -hmm. and she actually ended up being perfect. We were fine. Yeah, we were. What's her name? What's the actress's Uh, name? Daniela Pineda. Daniela Pineda. We were. We were. Ended up being fine with her as Faye. Her rendition of Faye Valentine. The first time she showed up, she shows up very early in the series. She shows up in the very first episode. They kind of mixed in episodes one, two, and three. They took the premise of all three of those episodes and then they put it in a blender and kind of picked out parts here and there. And then they did their own thing with the rest. Right. And so she does show up in the first episode as opposed to episode three of the series. And again, you're working with 26 episode structure versus a 10 episode structure. Right. 26 episodes of 20 minute, 22 minute intervals versus 10 episodes varying from 37 to an hour long uh, structure. Um, so, you know, you had to do what you had to do to get the story told. Right. So she does show up in the first episode. And at first, I really didn't know what to think of her. Right. Um, there was a lot of attitude involved, which Faye has yeah. attitude. She's got attitude. But I wasn't sure what to make of her. Now, the outfit, I didn't give two it's shits fine. about Faye's outfit. Honestly, yeah, watching the anime fine. again, her outfit was all for the fan service. Right, right, right. And it's, it's a dumb outfit. I'm sorry. I'm going to get a lot. Not not the live action. The classic Faye outfit. It's a stupid outfit designed to just get guys dicks hard. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's fun. fan service. It's fun. It's fan service. Yeah. But an outfit like that as a bounty hunter right. is not practical. Right, 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 right. So right. what they did was they took bits that were kind of an inspiration from it. She's got the yellow top. She she does have kind of like these see-through leggings kind of, so you can kind right. of see a little bit. They, they kind yeah. of make them look like garters a little bit, just a little bit. Um, right. You know, so, you know, her outfit's fine. It's fine. Everybody shut up about her outfit. Yeah. It's fine. We moved on. Yeah. That. It's fine. Um, but she, you know, especially by the end of the show. She was literally the least of the show's problems. Yeah. By the end of the show, definitely. Um, the her character arc on the show. Um, I actually grew to like the character a little bit more. I don't love the character. Yeah. None of these characters in here I, I love. Right. I love them from the anime show. But in this movie, they're. I'm sorry, this series, they're fine. Yes. But uh, yeah, I actually didn't mind her uh, as the character of Faye. I didn't mind her in the in in this show. Right. Uh, It was cool seeing Ayn. You know, we saw we got some Ayn love for a few minutes. Yeah, it was cool seeing Ayn. For those of you that are just popping in right now, we're talking about. uh, uh, what we liked about the show first. Yeah, don't get used to Ayn. Yeah, don't get used to Ayn, right? Uh, but it was cool seeing Ayn. And and all the, 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 their dynamic, all of them together, was fine. 
when you actually focus on them yes. in the series, throughout the series, yes. as a crew, the more you get to see them, right. the more they were growing on me. Right. Um, I will get into what I initially thought of them later. Right. But eventually, the actors portraying the characters, right. I was fine with. It's fine. Right. It's fine. We don't love it. It's not amazing. It's 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 solid. Right. It's doable. Uh, and you get you get you get a few decent scenes uh, like this scene here. I actually enjoyed when uh, Faye and Spike were comparing uh, scars and bounty hunter stories. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a nice little fun moment there. Mm-hmm. Um, so characters are fine. Uh, John Cho as Spike is fine. Uh, the actor, what's his name, who plays Jet Black? Mustafa Shakir. Mustafa Shakir. He looked really good as yeah, Jet. Yeah, right. We knew. He sounded good as Jet. Right, right. Um, his, his outfit, everything right. was up to spec. It, was, it looked great. Right, Again, right, right, right. really expensive cosplay. Yeah, <laughs> right. Really nice looking yes. cosplay. Yes, yes. Um, They had probably the best chemistry for a while. M- and, Mustafa and John. Until they didn't. Because right, of forced right. conflict, which we'll get into. We'll get into that, yeah, for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they did well enough. Yeah. They were serviceable. They were ser- serviceable is the word here. John Cho clearly worked really hard oh, he's to ripped. get into shape. He's ripped. Right. Yeah, he did, did a little bit of Wing Chun action. Yeah, he, he's in shape. So we'll segue right into the action. Now, here we go, guys. Believe it or not. We're going to get into the stuff we didn't like in a second, and we're going to rant for sure. However, believe it or not, the action shootouts, the fight sequences, it's actually pretty good, man. Like, I'm going to be honest. The issues that we have with the show, we'll get into, but we're talking about the positives right now. And, dude, look, when, when, when he, there's a really great one-on-one fight in the, in the bathroom with an assassin. He fights the Afro Puff uh, dude here. They, that's a nice little fight. You know, like the action from the most part is very well shot, very well edited. You get some martial arts, you get a little bit of the John Wick gunplay, and you get violence. So all of this, we like that stuff. We like that stuff. The, my favorite action sequence in the movie, though, is when uh, Spike, by himself, takes out the entire cartel unit. He takes them all out alone. And that is, it's fucking phenomenal. That one action sequence... Scratches the itch. Like it was beautifully shot, edited. You will like that. So that's a. We're talking about the positives right now. So action wise, it's actually well done. All right. Now before we get into the negative, we're split on this, and I think this is kind of perfect. And that is the inclusion of Yoko Kano's soundtrack. And I know, I know, everybody's flipping out right now. They're like, "Oh, how could you do that?" Because when we heard Yoko Kano's doing the music, we were excited because we were like, hey, we're getting brand new Yoko Kano music. And she is the John Williams of anime. She is. But unfortunately, if, you, if, you, if, we, if we did get some new material, it was kind of hard to pin, pinpoint it and enjoy it. Because majority of the music that's on this show is nothing but songs from the anime. And we were starting to wonder, is that the only reason why her name is billed on here? Is because they're using songs from the anime? And and I at first, I liked it because it was subtle. And you would have these moments where Spike would be 
listening on his headphones and they would throw in just for fun songs from the anime. And I was like, well, that was fun little fan service. Mm. But then as the show went on, they were throwing random songs from the, from the animated show in places that you're just like, why is that song here? For like 15 seconds. Yeah. Like, remember, remember this, yeah. remember this from the show. Remember berries, remember right. berries. It was, it, it, was it was just, it was, and then, it, then Yoko Kano's iconic score started, started to get distracting. <laughs> because it was literally thrown anywhere in in this live action series just to get it in there for fan service and Especially it was in the first episode it was it felt like it was the most noticeable yeah and the most egregious i think by the second episode it was kind of like okay well this is just how it's gonna go right but i think the first episode they did it the most to kind of like grab your attention hey remember this remember this remember this remember this and yeah. then by the second episode and then later on you you do start to hear a little bit more original pieces here and there but it, it just wasn't just, enough because it was more, it was distracting. Yeah. You, just constantly throwing in songs from the anime. Right. Like as the score for this new show. Right. We, uh, it was kind of hard to, you know, pinpoint what's, I was like, well, that might sound like a new track that she did, but it was just, it was distracting. And we love Yoko Kano, but the way it was used in this show was distracting. It felt like a bunch of cheap pops. Yeah. Somebody's like. sitting on a toilet. Hey, let's throw a classic <laughs> Yoko Kano song there for some reason. You know. Right. Uh, but uh, hold on a second. We got a super chat from uh, Vitol. Thanks. Wow. Thank you so much for the $20 super chat. Wow. Thank you so much, brother. My it goes, I think that the main trio is what works best on screen. The worst, the villain, vil, vil, villains, the, the villains, and certain plot inconsistencies. Yeah. We're yeah, there. we're getting there. We're getting we're there. Great. Todd, what's going on, man? What's going on? All right. So here we go. We're getting to it. <laughs> to Todd's doing the, I mean, not Todd, uh, VTOL is doing the review the right along with us. Okay. Okay. Now, now, so again. I'm blinding all of you with my whiteness. Oh, it's fine. You're fine. Okay. Here we go. Now, again, like we mentioned earlier, all three of the cast, when the show focuses on the three, the big three, it is a very solid. An entertaining watch. However, <laughs> somebody made one of the worst decisions ever, but we're going to get to that in a second. Hold, first off, what's his name? The, the, uh, the Alex? Alex? Is it Alex? Alex Hassell. Alex Hassell. I am sure he is a fantastic actor. If you look up this guy's resume, it's insane. Oh, no. Shakespeare. Are we, are we getting into this? Well, we're on the negative now. Okay. Hold on. Let me, let, me, let me set it up first before you rant. Now, I'm sure Alex is a fantastic actor. If you, again, if you look up his resume, he's done Shakespeare, Henry V. I am sure he is, I'm sure he is amazing, okay? And I'm sure that's why they casted him to play my boy Vicious here, okay? Now, this is my boy. This is my boy right here, right? And what I love about Vicious is that you barely seen him. He was only in what? He's only in five episodes, out of tw he said twenty six. Out of twenty six, he was only in five. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind. He was very subtle, very deadly, and every time he showed up, it was like holy fucking shit. Vicious is here, and that's why he's my boy. What the fuck is this? Can somebody explain to me? Okay. What the fuck? What is this? Okay. What is this? So. So okay. All right. The first time, the first time he showed up, I I started to laugh. <laughs> now I'm not here to make fun of anyone's looks. 
Well, no. I'm not here to make fun of no. Bella's looks. No, no. But his face <laughs> is wrong for this character. <laughs> Thank what you. is this? Now, you're, you're welcome. Now. What is this? The whole time I was watching him. Yes. This was going through my mind. Somebody came to him and said, we want you to play a villain. Oh, I can play a villain. Right. I'm not going to put on a British accent. I'm not going to insult no, you all like no, that. No, that's fine. And they go, what, what's it from? Oh, it's from this anime, this classic anime from the 90s. And he right. goes, what's an anime? Oh, right. oh, uh, think of it as a Japanese cartoon. Cartoon villain? I can do that. Boom. We've got our villain. That's yeah. I think your I think your theory is correct. And they let him roll with this. Yes. Now, I was convinced, and we'll get to fucking Julia in a minute. God damn her. Now, I was convinced <laughs> for eighty five percent of this series that this man, yes, Alex Hassel, yes. could not act for shit. Now, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt that his character was horribly written. That they had butchered Vicious for the sake of just making him look like a derpy, stupid villain of the week. Which, instead of making him a, a force to be reckoned with and a mysterious figure and yes. hide in the shadows like and this. only show up every once in a while. Yes. They shoehorned him and Julia into all ten fucking episodes and made them a secondary character, a secondary plot. Like a fucking Marvel daredevil Defenders of the whatever defender the defenders series this where was they, a, you have to have two to three different storylines going on in every single this episode. This was a terrible decision. So you have him and Julia being the secondary focus for all ten episodes. So you have no mystery between him and Julia. No mystery. You have them. Yeah. Secondary characters. You have secondary this. Plot. You have this. I was convinced that not only was his character horribly written, but he was just a bad actor. Right. And then episode nine drops. Right. And the motherfucker proves me wrong. We get an obligatory flashback sequence right. where we finally see him and Spike, whom they named Fearless when he's in the syndicate. Yeah, they called him Fearless for some Fearless? reason. Fearless? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. right vicious right, right. and Fearless. Yeah. Okay. So Vicious and Fearless yeah. are in the syndicate together and right. Vicious is trying to climb through the ranks. Right. And you see them before Vicious went into cartoon villain of the week. Yeah. And suddenly the man is a perfectly fine, legitimate actor yeah. who I could actually stand watching. Yeah. Why? But why is that though? Because he's scaled back because he's subtle because he's talking like a normal character and it's fine. You can't understand how mad I was at this, but every every other episode before seeing him, and then episode ten it's, because it's, it's back this to the fucking day. this fucking time overacting. I'm in a cartoon. I'm a cartoon. It's it it is it is terrible. It is terrible. Right at the beginning, the first episode, he is such a bitch. His so, character is such a bitch. So, Vicious's character in the series, yeah. he is not at the head of the syndicate yet. No. There are the elders, and the whole thing with Vicious is that he is trying to usurp the syndicate. He is trying to take over. Right. And so you do have moments where right. the elders are kind of like talking down to him, like, know your place. Right, right. But Vicious never reacts to any of this. No. 
like, ooh, they insulted me and pulling these stupid fucking faces. Yeah. You never get that in the anime yeah. because he's calm and collected and he just rages internally and then he takes it out on everybody later. Yes. But later when he takes over, spoilers, right. when he kills the elders later right. and he takes over the syndicate later and then he... <laughs> yes keep going and he and you know the big finale happens by the end of the series it's a big deal and you feel threatened by vicious by the end of the series right never once never once do i feel anything but utter contempt and and just i wanted a bitch slap i wanted to bitch slap the bitch like this is my boy this is my boy. And you mean to tell me in the very first fucking episode, hmm. he's already like, oh, I I didn't mean to sell the red, uh, what was it? The red eye. The red eye. Uh, I, I wasn't going on a business on my own. No. Two weeks. Jesus Christ! This is the first episode, guys. Yeah, the the the, the three character dynamic. Fine, it works. It's solid. Yeah, production value is amazing. Yeah, it's got Yoko Okano's iconic score in there. None of this shit happens when you can't get the main villain right. None of it. So, somebody at some point then got Bebop confused with the Fist of the North Star and the Fist of the North Star live action movie <laughs> with Julia and what's the main villain from what's what's Ken's rival that ends up with Julia in the live action movie? Well the main the main rival in the animated movie is Raoul. Well the no the the guy who ends up oh, with Oh the Costas Mandalore yes. character. Yes in the, in the live I'm, I'm talking about the live I'm action. I'm blanking on the, the guy's name, the villain's name right now. The live action right. movie. But you know what the I'm live action about. movie with Gary Daniels. Yes. And so Julia, instead of being a mysterious, yes. hardcore, badass yes. syndicate chick yeah. who had this complex, again, mysterious, because you barely see this woman, right? backstory. Shin, with, thank you, Jess. Thank you, Jess. With, ah. Uh, with vicious and spike yeah and and you know she she had this relationship with vicious presumably right and then she gets with spike you know they they against their better judgment they fall in love and they decide they want out of the syndicate right and then vicious finds out and he's like yo i'll give you a way out but you got to kill spike and julia's like well fuck i'm out i'm leaving so she right. she leaves and then she presumes spike gets killed so she's on the run because you right. don't leave the syndicate. Right. This is Julia's backstory. This is Julia's backstory. The yes. real fucking Julia. The real Julia. And you don't see her again until later. And you see her gun tote. And you see her and Faye. And when Faye finally meets up with Julia at the end. Right. Julia finally understands why Spike is so hung up on this girl. Right. So what, what, what did the writers do with this character? They turn her into a lounge singer who can't fucking sing. Who's supposed to be like this amazing singer. This is this is the problem and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to bash on the chick because she doesn't sing all that well. Here's why I'm bashing on her singing. It's because everybody in the universe around her is mesmerized by her voice. Mesmerized by her voice. And when you finally hear her sing it's like It's like oh no. Stop. Don't 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 sing. Don't yeah, sing. Please yeah, don't stop, don't uh, sing. 
now it's kind of puzzling, but yeah. I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt because okay. I don't think she I don't think she's a Native American speaker, like a Native English speaker. Okay. I think she's from Russia or something. Okay. I just said American speaker. That sounded so stupid. <laughs> a Native yeah. English speaker. Yes, yes, yes. So that could account for her. Presumably, I was I was again can't act for shit. This right. chick. This right. chick is god fucking awful yeah but again, i was trying to be nice her character is and... god fucking awful <laughs> i was so trying to be nice this character <laughs> towards they the take end this go character go ahead. Go ahead. they take this badass mysterious everyone who meets her yeah. is like mesmerized by her yes. character because of her aloofness and her mysteriousness right. and they make her a lounge singer who can't fucking sing and they just fall in love with her voice and this the the anna character that they brought in they 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 took this one it's inconsequential character this from one. yeah they take this one inconsequential character from the show and they changed her name a little bit and then they made her a bigger character in this show gave her a bar and i don't like any of this i really don't like any of this this actress is fine yeah who plays anna she's fine, she's fine. But I don't like I don't like that we have to keep going back there. Yes. Bebop, Bebop this, was their home. This, but it feels yeah. like Spike always has this secondary home to go to, and right. I don't like it. It doesn't feel organic. This, this feel is natural. this is the heart of the show. Yes. Traveling yes. with these bounty hunters. Yes. Not yeah. going back and forth constantly yeah. to the fucking bar. To the annoying chick that right. can't sing, right? Who's made bad decisions, right? That makes the viewers. Right, suffer so, because of her bad so, decisions, and and this is where I'm going to get really mean. So this goes broad, gets warned, broad, gets warned right at the start. From she gets warned by Anna. Yeah, she's like, listen, I don't get involved with the syndicate, and I'm telling you right now, don't fucking get involved with the syndicate because you're going to get in trouble. You, they, they're going to get in trouble. You, they're going to get you in trouble. They're going to get you killed. They're going to get you something. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. So. So what does she do? Vicious goes after her because Vicious wants what he wants. Because yeah. her saying is just so fucking amazing. <laughs> and so Vicious you know, wants what he wants. And so she goes with Vicious. Right. And she starts getting wined and dined by him. Blah, blah, blah. So she does what she's not supposed to. Yeah. She goes for that. <laughs> and she knows he's with the syndicate. Everybody knows he's with the syndicate. Yeah. So she goes with him. And then one night... She sees what he does as a member of the syndicate and yeah. she freaks the fuck out. They did that trope that I always fucking hate that they do in mobster films and gang films when the dumb broad knows the guy is in a business that's no good and yeah. they finally see what they're doing and they go, oh, I didn't know you were like that. Stop. Fucking A, bitch. What did you think he was Stop. doing? Stop this. Stop writing movies like that. He's in the Stop fucking it. syndicate. Stop this. Fucking stop this, it. This trope needs to die. It needs to end. And movies and so, and every every so, medium. Stop so this. She, yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah. So she sees Vicious go off and beat the shit out of this guy. And she's all, oh, I'm trembling. I can't stop trembling. And Spike's all, oh, I'll stop you from trembling, baby. But I'll make it tremble in another way. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? And so they go to her place and they fuck as you do because Spike... <laughs> He's been in love with her since the moment he saw her because he just loves her boys. So anyway, so they they start doing their thing. They start doing their fucking thing, literally. And they're, they, they become an item. And then Vicious finds out because th that's what happens. That's what fucking happens. 
And this is Julia for fuck's sake. Now I'm not even getting into all the other garbage we've had to sit through for the past fucking eight episodes. This is episode nine. I haven't even gotten into the bullshit from the last several episodes that we've had to sit through. (laughs) Anyway, so so this dumb broad, she's like, you know, she's she she wants to run away with Spike, and so they make an agreement maybe tonight at midnight. And so Vicious finds out and he sends one of his goons after her, and she's like, bring her back to my place. And so the lady's like, hey, Vicious wants you at my place. And, and 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 Julia's like, why? What did I do? And she's like, no, you need to drop your shit. He knows. Come back to his place right now. Right. And so Julia makes a decision. Okay, well, I'm probably going to die if I don't do this. So I'm going to go back with Vicious. Now, I'm not victim blaming here. I'm not saying, oh, she's been abused. I'm not saying any of that. But what I am saying is that. She chose to go with the syndicate idiot. She chose to stay with the syndicate idiot. She had all these opportunities before all of this shit to get out. And then as soon as she saw it, well, you know, anyway, so what happens? She thinks Spike dies. Right. She thinks Spike dies. Uh And then the writers have the gall to do the Ballad of Fallen Angels their version of it in episode 10. Keep in mind, The Ballad of Fallen Angels is the first episode you ever see Vicious in, which is episode five. And that's the iconic church yeah. the pushing Spike I became out of the a window. fan. That's when I was a fan you of Vicious. I was Vicious, like, holy shit. You think Vicious blows up in the church. Spike right. falls out of the window. You hear that iconic Green Bird song and you see right. the, the flashbacks of Julia before Spike's eyes and it's all in slow motion. It's absolutely beautiful and gorgeous and iconic and all that shit. And yeah, I'm attached to it. Fucking sue me. I don't (laughs) care. Yeah. So I, he's screaming at this point. Oh, kill this bitch, kill this bitch. And in my mind, I'm thinking, Oh, I know exactly where this is going because girl bosses get it done, baby. And so I, I just, I know, I know how this writing has been going. And so they're in the church and you get the iconic pose, which at this point we hate vicious so much. We hate Julia so much. And spike has been so hung up on this chick that it's like, uh, I don't care about this anymore. I don't care about any of this anymore. You're, you're carbon copying all this shit. Because you think it's what the fans want. Right. But it's like the Ghost in the Shell movie. You're taking beats from things, but you don't know why they're iconic. You right. just know they're iconic because of cultural osmosis. That's right. And so you're throwing the visuals in there. Preach! But you don't oh, know. Man. You don't know what made them iconic in the first place. Fire, Again, son. you did your homework, but right. you don't know the meaning behind the material Ooh. you're stealing it from. Stealing it from. <laughs> anyway. So... So, so Vicious is about to kill Spike. Spike is fucked up. Yeah. Spike is fucked up. And I'm not even... Anyway. So, Vicious is about to kill him. And all of a sudden, Vicious gets shot by Julia. Julia shoots Vicious. She doesn't kill him. And you get this, 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 this reunion that we've been waiting 10 episodes for. And Spike is so happy to see Julia because he's been pining for this woman for the past two to three years. He's wanted nothing more than to be reunited with the love of his life, Julia. Now keep in mind that by the time Julia and Spike met up at the end of the series, they really did love each other and they were really wanting to just run away together. And there was no animosity because they knew the lives that they had chosen for themselves. They knew it was dangerous. They knew it was going to get them killed. They knew that this was 
a possibility for themselves. And by the time they met up, spoilers, Julia gets fucking gunned down and Spike is devastated. And that's why you could say he probably most likely 100% died. Emotional content. So it works. He he he. Dies. Unlike this show, he takes out the syndicate by the end, but he dies doing it. Yeah. Sorry, say. spoilers. We haven't seen the anime. So but yeah, go ahead. Julia, all yeah. of a sudden, goes into a tirade about it's been Spike's fault this whole time for not coming to get her from Vicious because he knew where she was. Why didn't he save her? She says, and I quote, you made me. I say, what, bitch? I'm sorry. Was Vicious not the one that was beating the shit out of you? Was Vicious not the one that was threatening to shoot you because the, the elders of the syndicate told him to? A bitch what? I'm sorry. Did you just blame Spike? Spike? And what kind of writing is this? Are you trying to empower your female protagonist? Well, she's not a protagonist anymore. She's clearly the antagonist. <clears throat> Are you trying to empower your girl boss or not? You can't empower someone and simultaneously make them not take any responsibility or blame the true problem of their life. And the true problem is this motherfucker. This is the one who's abused her mentally and physically. But she blames Spike. It's you that made me Spike. Because even though I went and made bad decisions... I'm going to blame you. Where were you, Spike? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I wanted Spike at that moment to take her and throw her out the fucking window. (laughs) I was like, end this. First of all, first of all, you made my boy a bitch. (laughs) First of all, you made him a bitch. And then this fucking shit happens. Right when we get the iconic shot of all iconic confrontations, you know? And so guess what? Instead of Vicious throwing Spike out of the window and Spike throwing up a grenade at Vicious, a fuck you to Vicious, to continue the rivalry, which is awesome, oh, she kicks Spike out of the fucking window. And now we have the iconic shot. And then they and play then they, Greenbird. And they play Greenbird. And see him falling, ah, all devastated. Nah, nah. Giving up my middle fingers. If I had more Jesus Christ. If I had more middle fingers to give, I would. Again, you're you're taking you're taking iconic imagery and and things that happened. And okay, you're putting your own spin on it, but it doesn't make it good. That's fine, but it doesn't make it good, good, man. In fact, I would say you took two characters that were better in their, in the shadows. They were better in the shadows. They were better without tons of backstory. They were better without all this forced exposure. Yes. Better not knowing as much about them. Less is more mysterious, subtle. And you 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 dragging them into the light and giving them all of this story and yeah. then making them as absolutely 
just vile and unlikable and just annoying, relatable and annoying, annoying. As possibly could both of them whiny bitches, both of them exactly, both of them, man. Like, yes, but the whiny bitch apparently becomes the the, the head of the syndicate. Yes, because Spike made her. Yes. So now she's got vicious, uh, uh, locked up and chained up. Who knows what she's she's going to do with him in the second season? Right. Uh, whatever. Her, her. And 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 what happens? Still till the end, my boy's a bitch. Yep. Still till the end. Yep. His daddy wanted him dead. Yep. His daddy calls him a bitch. Yep. But still, towards the end, she has him. She has him tied up, and she has the gun to his head, and she's going to pull the trigger. Now, my boy from the anime, let me tell you something right now. He's like, you know what? Go ahead and pull the fucking trigger, bitch. I don't give a fuck. Pull the trigger, right? No. No. What does he do? He's tied up. (laughs) Please don't kill me. (laughs) It's fucking horrible, man. It it really is just like the worst, the most lazy. And we skipped we skipped this. <clears throat> we skipped this. As soon I knew, I knew. Keep in keep in mind, Jet Black, great character, iconic character from the anime. I knew something was up when out of completely nowhere, they gave Jet Black a fucking kid. Yeah. So Jet Black We forgot this, sorry. Jet, well, no, we were we just we skipped to the major ramp right away because it's it's just, fucking terrible. It we just, have to tell everybody it yeah. warranted getting into. So <sighs> we can get into minor stuff now. Okay. Jet Black in the series, the you get a pretty decent amount of backstory. He was he was with the ISSP. Right. Um he uh you know, he got betrayed by his partner, you find out later. He got uh his arm shut off. Right. Um He's betrayed. You know, he, he was set up leaving and yeah. then he became a bounty hunter. He had right. an ex-girlfriend that left him and uh, he had this thing with the watch. And he said, if she doesn't come back by the time the watch stops or something like that, mm. then he was, he wasn't going to stop. He wasn't going to wait for her anymore. Right. And he meets up with her again. And they have this, this, she's like with this small time bounty, uh, not bounty. Um, cop. Not a cop. She's with this. Uh, no, no. In the in the series. Oh, okay. Okay. She's with a a, a guy who has a bounty on his head. Right. A criminal. And so Jet's going after him, and you know that's when she tells him, like, you know, you you always did everything for me. Let me make my own decisions, even if they're bad ones, and even if they're mistakes. Right. And yada, yada. That was his backstory. Well, in this one, he has an ex Karen for a wife, which <laughs> is like fucking strike one. Strike two. He has a daughter, which. And it, it smelled, mind, smelled really screamed, fishy. It screamed, yeah. we need to make Jet Black relatable to the American audience. Stop this. Because we can't have characters. Because none of the characters in the series have actual family members except for Ed. Right. Who has a very, very tenuous relationship with her father who, <sighs> frankly, doesn't give two shits about her. Her father will literally... <laughs> Just up and leave her right. without even saying a word. Right, right, right. And she's just confused. And because she kind of wants to get to know him, she ends up leaving the bebop just to kind of follow him. Right. And but that's the only biological connection anybody in the show has. Nobody has any family. Any family Faye had, they're long dead. She's over 50 years. She's probably 70 years old by now. Right. The incident that she had 
was 50 years prior right. and she was like 20 years old when she got woken up. So she's like in her mid twenties almost right. at this point in the anime. Right. 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 So nobody has any blood connection, which I think is what makes the show special and that you have all these kind of vagabonds coming together and kind of making this really, really fucked up dysfunctional family. Right. That's kind of the point. That's the point of the show. And so to have jet suddenly have this, this stupid daughter character where he has to pull himself again off of the bebop to go back to Mars. I'm, I'm assuming because Earth is still kind of a shithole, an unlivable shithole. Yeah. To go to his daughter's recital or his daughter's birthday, he gives Ein his daughter. Uh, he gives Ein to his daughter for a birthday present just for his Karen ex-wife to say, "We can't keep a dog here. Do you know how much the licenses take it back?" Yeah. And so that's how they end up keeping Ein. Yeah. Is because the daughter can't keep it because it's too expensive. Right. That's their solution to them keeping Ein. Again, again, Jet Black. Yeah. Uh, hold on a second. Let me try to find the photo here. Again, he's already a, an interesting character on his own, especially when you get into his backstory of being betrayed and set up. You know, he he all he wanted to be was a good cop. And a great detective, and he gets set up by his best because, by, his, by his partner because he wasn't he wasn't in the pocket of the syndicate. Right, that was literally the reason why he got. He already has up. enough to be interesting, but again, lazy writing. Uh, we don't know if Jet Black if the if the casual audience yeah. will like Jet Black. We don't know, so let's do the trope that has been done five billion times before. Uh-huh. Hey. Nobody gives a shit about fucking Hawkeye. Let's give Hawkeye a family for no reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you know what? It worked. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, uh-huh. it worked because people go, oh, Hawkeye's got kids. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, they did that with this. And it was so unnecessary. And then I thought to myself, you know what? There's another reason. There's another reason. It's not the Hawkeye syndrome, which we will name that it, now. It was, it was, it's, but right. then it literally out right. of nowhere. Out of nowhere, go ahead. Out of nowhere in episode 10, Vicious kidnaps the daughter to trade for Spike. Yep. And then That's... they had this god-awful subplot. Again, this is Soap opera writing 101. Yeah. Jet never knew that Spike was from the syndicate. Yeah. Yeah. And that was such a huge point of contention between the two that literally broke them up by the end of the show. Yeah. That literally made Jet almost kill Spike at one point, put a gun to his head, almost pulled the trigger, and Spike had to tell him, "Uh, you kind of need me alive so that I can trade for your daughter. Right. Yep. Again, the dumbest forced fucking first grade conflict that they could have come up with. Right. The daughter trope and then the how could you not tell me you were in the syndicate trope. Yes. You know I felt about the syndicate. Yes. yes. I mean, just the when most you, when juvenile you, yeah. fucking writing. When you, when, and, and here's the thing. What it, what it makes this more annoying to us and not, I'm sure not to you guys. What makes this more annoying to us is that once in a while you'll get something cool on the show. You'll get something interesting. Like we'll get the uh, what was this character? What Pierre LeFou. Pierre Lefou's This episode was great. I love this episode. This was a great episode. You know, and I was wanting, I was waiting to see if they were going to do the iconic shot of the the shadow silhouette effect of uh, him kicking Spike's ass, and they actually did it. Mm. 
right? So you get, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. All right, that's kind of cool. And visually, it was an entertaining episode, and it, it, it was a fun, entertaining episode. And then we go right back. We go right back to this shit and utter extra bullshit that just just bring it's like it's like we're blue we're getting blue balls here you know we're like oh man this is awesome oh right. oh man this is kind of fun oh hey you know what i like that it was, uh, stop it, it was, you know it, was it literally, just it was, oh. it was ping-ponging back and forth between yeah every single episode had this tonal issue where whenever they were with the crew on the bebop yeah i was fine with it yeah it was fine but then as soon as you were in anna's bar or you were with vicious and this dumb broad. I was like, oh god, yeah, no, enough. I hate, I hate this. I fucking hate. Enough. I fucking hate this. Yeah. And unfortunately, you get that in every episode. Every episode, I believe vicious and Julia show up. Yeah, every episode. Are you fucking kidding it's every me? Every episode. And so terrible. Um, one of the other things that I and this is what I was talking about earlier was when the when the first episode drops and, and I'm, I'm watching the first episode and, and i get done with the first episode yeah. the first impression was it was really expensive really pretty cosplay mm-hmm. and the actors i feel like they knew the weight of what they were playing because right. anybody who it's like even if you've never even if you're not a fan of anime right if you're an actor mm-hmm. and you want you you say okay we're doing this we're doing this project called cowboy bebop it's this really iconic anime from japan it's been around for we're going on almost 25 years now it, this means a lot to a lot of people you know we don't want to fuck this up i don't know if they were approached that way because clearly the writers fucked it up right um they say you know we're going to be playing these characters if you're if you want to do any kind of research and you've never heard of it all you have to do is google this shit and you're gonna see how much this show means to a lot of people and you're gonna see how iconic the show is you're gonna get character bios you're gonna get you're gonna see the cosplay out there you're gonna see this and that and this you're just gonna see a lot out there there's a lot of material with a lot of history to it yeah so i felt like the actors knew the weight of what they were portraying but i never once felt like any of the actors embodied the characters i felt like they were doing like really, fully i felt like they were doing really nice impersonations mm, okay. and what i mean by that is like if you go to like if you go go and watch you go, mean, go and watch you mean the three you mean the three not the others go and watch bronson with okay. tom hardy okay i defy you to see tom hardy in that role it's true go and yeah. watch joker right with joaquin phoenix right Watch roles with uh, what's his name? I'll drink it up. I drink your milkshake. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. that dude, Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel yeah. Day Lewis. You don't see the actor. I'm not expecting everybody to be that caliber, right? But what I'm saying is that you see when certain actors embody a character, you believe that they believe, right? I am that character. <clears throat> I will portray this character to the best of my ability because I know who this character is. I get this character, and this is that character. Right. I never once felt like these actors believed that they were the characters. I felt like they put on the costume and they said their lines, and that was the best we could get from them. They were right. doing nice little pretend sessions. 
Right. And it got a little bit easier to watch later as the show went Cause we, on. Because we actually got the chance to spend more time with them. Right. Which did help. And, you know, Spike... However... Spike, <laughs> go ahead. Spike, I felt, was a little too... He was a little too emotional, and he was a little too... He was. But the thing with yeah. Spike is we could argue that in anime form, there are always going to be things in anime and animation in general right. that just work better. Right. It's true. That you yeah. just can't capture in live action. Live action. It right. just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And so to have a lackadaisical character like Spike Spiegel, who is just kind of lazy until he has a reason not to be lazy, it's hard to get that in live action without boring people. Yeah. And without giving them a reason to give a shit about the character. So right. it would be hard to toe that line in 10 episodes. Right. So I kind of get why they probably made that decision to make him a little more emotional and a little more emotive. Now. It still wasn't as bad as this. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Now. <laughs> yes. Let's get to the, let's get to the big reveal this was what, at the end. This was what here. I had said in the trailer. We did the trailer yet. There was no mention of Radical Edward, a.k.a. Ed, the girl, who is not my favorite character by any means in the series. I am fine with Ed in small doses. Right. But when Ed is on screen, I kind of tune her out until the next scene happens. Ed is an annoying child. Right. Ed is a very precocious, eccentric, annoying, loud, screechy, irritating child. So what you're saying is this character barely gets by in anime form. Because all the other characters are great. Right. And when they keep her dialogue to a minimum. Right. And when they keep her scenes to a minimum, I She's can tolerate fine. her. Yeah. But if you had an entire, like I, I just got done watching Mushroom Samba or I got, I, it was, I think I, I think I finished Mushroom Samba. Which is a lot of Ed is in that. Right, right. But she's also reacting to the crew taking mushrooms and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Okay. There, there's, there's moments with lot, her. Like she's stuck with... in a black exploitation movie. Right, right. From the right. 70s at one point yeah. where she gets the mushrooms. It's it's a fucking hilarious episode. There are but moments. There are things that are happening funny. Yeah. to her that right, she's right. reacting to, but it's not necessarily an Ed centric episode where she's going around going, oh, be bop, be bop, be bop. Hey, hi, let's go on an adventure. <laughs> it's not like that. Okay. Like, right. I right. couldn't, I couldn't stand that. So, right. again, Ed is not my favorite character. I personally, when I, when I saw the trailer, I said, I don't know. I was kind of glad that we didn't see Ed. Right. Because <clears throat> I did not think Ed would work in a live action setting. Right. Because Ed is way too over the top. Right. Way too just OTT. Just too much. Okay. So when I started hearing the name Radical Edward being thrown around towards the end of the series, <laughs> you looked at me and you said, I heard a spoiler. And I go, oh, shit. Yeah, I wasn't looking for it, but people were posting it, so I knew. I so, knew it was coming. So my irritation was already at its it was already over the limit because of episode 10, because yeah. their horrible rendition of the Ballad of Fallen Angels. Yeah. And I was already done. I was already pissed. Right. I was irritated. Right. I and I like yeah. I'm like you. I like Ed in spurts, in spurts on the show on the show. Ed is fine. However, but she's not my favorite character. However, they did it. So my worst fears were confirmed. They did it. My worst fears were absolutely confirmed. <laughs> and the worst, <laughs> the worst thing you could possibly imagine. Now, now when this thing Woo! popped up here, Woo! 
This abomination popped up. You know what came to my mind? Irritating 90s kids commercials. Everything's extreme, loud, yeah, colorful. That's what that's what popped in my head. Oh my god, I gotta play, I gotta show one more time. Uh, ah! Oh shit. Like no one remembers this top or Yahoo series. It's like Oh god, here we go. Oh my god. Oh now, now the performance the 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 child actors trying to, her best to do an Ed impression, <clears throat> which is ba- barely tolerable in the anime. Now imagine this in live action. I'm calling it right now. Ed in season two will be the Jar Jar Binks of the series. It's gonna happen because if we were already cringing, how, how long was the scene? Like a minute. It Barely felt, a minute. It felt like an eternity. It, yeah. So if it's that cringeworthy, imagine this character is along with the ride in every single episode. Oh, it's going to be pain. It's going to be pain, man. That's right. Holy shit. So, yeah, your your worst nightmares have come true. I was right. It didn't work. <laughs> it, it didn't work. Oh, shit. Oh. Uh, Woo. Oh man, I need a cigarette. I don't even smoke. <laughs> yeah, so Cowboy Bebop. Again, uh, we're going to rate it. And again, if you put this show next to the dreck and drivel and shite, that is the worst of the worst of live-action anime adaptations. From Japan, too. There's some bad ones in Japan as well. If you put Cowboy Bebop against that, Cowboy Bebop's going to look like a five-star show. It's going to feel like a five-star show to you guys. And despite what we think of it, mm. I still say check it out for yourself if you're interested. I know some of you may not be interested now after watching this video, but check it out for yourself. You may be you be really entertained by what you watched and you may enjoy it. We're not telling you not to watch it. We're just giving you guys our honest opinion of wasted potential uh this show was. We knew the show was going to take liberties and it was going to kind of do its own thing. But when everything else is just a slap in the fucking face. It's a slap in the face. In the big old face. In the big old face and and girl boss and just annoying bullshit. And now this shit's coming. I'm not necessarily excited for season two now. You know, and it's and it's sad because <laughs> they <laughs> there's potential here of something that could be great. Mm. Can you sit down and watch it with the family and well, maybe not the family is R rated. Can you sit down and watch it and enjoy it? Yeah, maybe yes. it depends on what you can handle. Right, it depends right. on what your taste is. It depends on if you like the anime or not. I right. think, but um, it's just there's no, again, you need in the words of Bruce Lee, you need emotional content, and the very towards the end of the the, the animated show. Sorry, spoilers if you haven't seen it. Spike knows what he has to do, and he's going to do it without anybody without any help or asking for help and he's not going to want help but he knows he's got to face vicious and fight to the death and jet black who they've kind of bonded over the show 
knows this is his journey. This is his story. I'm going to let him do his thing. I'm not going to interfere. And you have Faye, who's kind of been back and forth with Spike throughout the animated show, and she's like yelling at him, like, what is what is your fucking problem? You're going to die. And she's angry, and she's showing emotion. And he leaves and goes off and fights the syndicate. And you get this amazing action shootout sequence. And then the movie, I mean, the, the show ends, and it leaves you gutted. And you're sitting there, and you hear that iconic music in the credits. And a tear may form. It may. And you're sitting there and you remember it and it sticks with you. That's the magic of Cowboy Bebop. And there's none of that. There's not even an inkling of any emotional content at all uh, in this show. And it's very sad. It's sad that you have such a great production value <laughs> and, and, and actors that kind of seem like they want to do a good job and they're on board. And it's just the heart is gone. Again, another property where the budget's there, the production's there, everything's there. Fan service is there, but the heart isn't there. And, uh, you know, I would say fingers crossed for season two, but I I, I don't know now. <laughs> I, I don't know where this is going to go. And if we still have these bitch, lame-ass, annoying characters, it's just, it's kind of really nothing to look forward to. Can they improve and make things better? Sure. Of course they can. Isn't it, it's, it's, it, there's always hope. But here's the thing, guys. New adaptations, reboots, prequels, remakes, new versions, retcons, none of that bullshit, whether if it's good or bad, will take away your love for the original. It can never take away the original. It can never remove the original. You can have all the Terminator Dark Fates that exist. <laughs> you have them keep coming out. And, and they get to always changing and retconning shit. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It will never take away your love for Terminator and Terminator 2. This show, if anything, makes us appreciate and love this series, the animated series, even more so. And there's one good thing I will give this show credit for, despite the other positive things that we mentioned, is that this has actually increased interest in the anime. There are people that are binge-watching the anime now to get to watch to this. So more anything that brings more fans to the original anime is a good thing. Yeah. Again, um, the series is very old. 1998, and, son. And a lot of yeah. people... Yeah, have a hard time going that far back. Right, right, so right. It's uh, so let you know. let's go ahead and uh, give our rating of the series. Again, put this up against the drivel, the Dragon Ball Evolutions. This is a five star show, but we have to be honest here on our channel. Three is average on our channel. Again, props to the people that actually worked their ass off. The stunt team, you know, they're they're our heroes, but the story and characters did kind of lack. So we have to be honest here. Mm -hmm. All right. What are you giving cowboy? Okay. Now remember, keep in mind, I need you to understand. I'm not <laughs> stupid. Yeah. I did not go into this expecting a one-to-one -one comparison. No, I am no. not a moron. No, I knew that they were going to take liberty. Yeah. We knew that. And 
some things okay yeah some things are just like uh, 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 trash it right um some of the look of the worlds were okay Mm -hmm. you know um some things were just okay right it's fine i think the best thing to come out of it like you said was the fighting the fight choreography the way the fights were filmed all of that is like five star shit. You got you got to enjoy the action, you guys. Like for I, sure. I was really, really surprised by how well that was mm-hmm. compared to how shit some of the other things were. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not kidding when I tell you that the worst of the worst writing and characters were degrade soap opera material. I'm not being hyperbolic here. I am not joking when I tell you this was borderline unwatchable when i tell you whenever i saw julia or vicious's stupid face no offense i'm not talking about your actual literal face i'm talking about your stupid wigged villain vicious face i wanted to i wanted to skip through all of it yeah i wanted to go back to the bebop every time jet went to go visit his family I wanted to skip through it and go and back had to, to the listen to his bitch ex-wife Karen and his stupid little bean kid talk. Yeah. I wanted to go back to the bebop. Yes. Whenever Spike went to fucking Anna's bar with Gren, that they did a very interesting thing with him. It's yeah. like, okay, you want to take a character and do your own thing. Okay, fine. Yeah. Fine. I wanted to go back to the fucking bebop where we belonged. Right. I wanted to be there yeah. with the characters yeah. that you spend 21 fucking full episodes with in the series again i'm not looking for a one-to-one comparison but i would like something that is at least giving me something to give a shit about yeah you're making it really hard for me to care about a lot in Mm -hmm. this universe that you're making an amalgamation of and then presenting me with right so again i I give all the props in the world to the fight choreography the Mm -hmm. stunt people all of that set designers all that stuff yeah and what worked was fine, mm-hmm. but it's not enough to make up for the trash writing and the decisions that they made for the characters that they butchered yeah, and the tweaks that they made just for the sake of American audiences. 2.5. There you go. I'm sorry. 2.5. Again, it's a pretty 2.5. Yeah. And again, yeah. I'm not looking for perfection here. I know. But I would like some goddamn respect. Ooh, there's there's the word. I'm not looking yeah. for. I'm not looking to give me the same thing that I already have. I already have the season. That's I already right. have the show on Blu-ray. I'm not looking for that in live action form. But don't fucking insult us with bullshit. Yeah, stop giving me Ghost in the Shell movie shit. I don't want scenes that you don't understand the meaning of. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of but, this. But you get the shot when they're doing the, the thingy, yeah. and then you get the, the other iconic thingy shot with yeah. the music. Come on! Yeah. Come on! And I'm sick of it. Like, like it! I'm sick of it. Maybe you had the best of intentions. <laughs> I don't know. I can't know what your intentions were, but I don't believe you. Oh, All right, here we go. My turn. <laughs> Uh, three is average, and only because the stunt and uh, choreography and this is this is for the stuntmen. This is for the martial artists. This is for the stuntmen. This is for the training. This is for the preparation and dedication to action. Uh, I'm doing this for you guys. I'm giving it a three point three. Yeah, a little bit above average. I'm giving it a three point three out of five. I know. After the rant, you're probably thinking that was too high, <laughs> but 
I'm doing this for the stunt guys, the martial artists, the guys that put their lives on the line. But that's it. 3.3 out of 5. A little bit above average uh, for Samurai Guy. But that's it. It, 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 will, it will go on the list of the year for the definitely one of the most disappointing things we watched uh, for sure. So uh, anything else? <clears throat> uh, no. Uh, again. You know what? I'm changing my rating. <laughs> wow. That kind of hurt. I'm sorry. I was trying to try to do good. Okay that kind of hurt. I'm going. Did I'm, you strain something. Str- with that? Oh fuck! Oh I'm changing God. my rating. Wow. I'm changing my rating. We haven't ended the video yet. I'm changing my rating. That 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 uh that hurt. Uh yeah. I'm I'm uh fuck three. I'm giving it a three. God damn it! I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Hey, at least I changed it before we ended the video. Yeah, that kind of hurt. Uh. Three for the stuntmen. Wow. And the martial artists. There you go. Three. There you go. All right, guys. So oh for, for, for me, it was average. It barely made it to average because of the action. Um, yeah, I hope you guys all enjoyed that. I'm glad you guys are enjoying that. Peninsula Vert. You know what? No, nah, fuck it. Cowboy Bebop. What? Was it better? Yeah. Bebop. By default, I guess. I don't know. All right, guys. <sighs> <laughs> thanks again for tuning in for the rant uh because of her crazy work schedule we might have to do more videos like this early in the morning so we really appreciate all you badasses hanging out with us at least early on our side it's probably late for you guys again thanks again for tuning in late on your end uh you guys rock you guys are awesome don't forget to like share and subscribe and share this video rant get it out there uh, we really appreciate you guys coming in and giving your opinions of the show as well. There are some of you that did enjoy the show, and I think that's great, as long as you guys were entertained at the end of the day. So, you know, before we go, we're going to have to uh, give another shout-out for our channel members. That's right, all you badasses. The Movie Dojo Army is growing, baby. Our Patreons, patrons, all that good stuff. So take care, peace out, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care, guys.